Okay, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. Now this question... Okay, let's read Hebrews 1 9 together first. Are we ready? Let's read Hebrews 1 chapter 1 verse 9. Thou hast anointed, loved righteousness, and hated iniquity. Therefore God hath thee with oil of gladness above thy fellows. Okay, so now... Uh, Maggie's question is this, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. Now this chapter is regarding Jesus Christ, alright? So we have Jesus Christ. Now this verse says that God has anointed Jesus Christ. Now in the Bible very often anointing is like putting oil on the person's head, for example. Huh? Anointing, anointing, so the oil, alright? The oil. Now this verse seems to say that God the Father has anointed Jesus with oil of gladness above thy fellows. Ah. This, are the, this is called the oil of gladness. Now, above thy fellows. Above thy fellows. Means above everyone else. All that he all the other people that he knows. All the other people. So this verse seems to say that Jesus, God the Father put more oil of gladness on Jesus than anyone else. Okay? So Maggie asks, now what does anointed thee with oil of gladness above thy fellows mean? What does it mean? Okay, what does it mean? Anyone want to guess? Anyone want to guess? Susan, you want to guess? Not sure. Okay. Cornelius, you want to guess? What does it mean? Don't know. Okay. Now, what it means is this. Maybe I, I turn you to a Bible verse and then you see whether um, you can guess. Alright? Now, turn to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Okay, now let's read verse 34. John chapter 3, verse 34. Reading 1, 2, reading. For he whom God has sent speaketh words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. Here also it talks about Jesus Christ. Alright, God sent Jesus Christ. Jesus teaches the word of God. And God gives, God does not give the Spirit by measure unto him. God does not limit the Spirit on Jesus Christ. Okay, so with that, who want to guess? Jesslyn, you want to guess? This is a similar um, situation. That God has not given Jesus Christ the spirit with limit. So it's unlimited spirit power. So what do you think this would be? Uh, <coughs> Don't know. So difficult, right? Okay, ask another adult. Uh, adult. Uh, maybe ask the daddy. 
Alright, Colin. So with this, with this clue from John 334, what what do you think this would mean? Okay. So yes, yeah, so Jesus Christ is God, correct? Jesus Christ is God, and John 3:34 tells us that God gives Jesus Christ when he was on earth in human form, he had um, this power of the Holy Spirit without limit. Okay, so he's also omnipotent on earth. Okay, so Jesus is omnipotent. And um, the Holy Spirit fills him all the time, unlike, unlike us. Alright, so, but why is it called, so this, uh, Maggie has a good question. Why is it called oil of gladness? If Jesus is filled, now very fun anointing like the Holy Spirit came upon, it's like the, uh, anointing the person. But why is it called oil of gladness? That is a good question. Why oil of gladness? Okay, so who want to try? Um, Brenda, why oil of gladness? Why is it called oil of gladness? Now, this is not, not, not like literal, right Maggie? It's not like God the Father pour a lot of oil on Jesus' head. Alright? Uh, so why, why is it called oil of gladness? It's about the Holy Spirit power. Why do you think, Brenda? Now, this is about Jesus Christ. Why is God giving the Holy Spirit without measure, without limit to Jesus Christ? Why is it called oil of gladness? Difficult. Ben, you want to try? Ben Cho. Is it because in God's perspective, So God, from when God looked at His Son, the Son has... The sun is perfect, he has all power, then God is glad. Um, all of gladness, but it's linked to above thy fellows. Ah. God is definitely pleased with his son. You're right. God said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Right? But why is this gladness linked to um, other people? Why is it linked to other people? Okay, one more guess and then I'll tell you the answer. So who want to try? Uh, Yichung? Because other people have been anointed by God and so in comparison to those other people, he, he, uh, he has more than them? He has, oh, that's for sure. He has more than them. He has more, he has more power than them. Now, what this means is this. Alright, Maggie. So why does God say, well, I give Jesus Christ unlimited power, correct? Okay, Jesus has unlimited power. And why is this called oil of gladness? Now, this oil of gladness makes other people glad. Makes other people happy. Okay? Now, when Jesus Christ is on earth and full of power and he did God's work, Alright, so he did God's work. He obeyed God perfectly, right? And then he died on the cross for us, correct? Now, with that, he brings... Because God gave him all these duties and he performed it perfectly with the power of God, 
then he brings salvation to men, right? He brings salvation to men. And with this, with this, man, he is good news to people. Understand? So when God anoints him with, with oil of gladness, means God enables him to do his work. And with that, he will bring much joy to other people's life. Okay, that's why it's called oil of gladness. Um, and above thy fellows, no one could ever do what Jesus Christ do for mankind. Okay? So it simply means that. That Jesus Christ, being God on earth, full of the Holy Ghost, what he did, bring salvation to men, and he bring much gladness, gladness to men. He did much good for men. Okay? Understand? Can? Alright? So that is basically uh, what that, that, that historical meaning is. He brings much gladness to men above anyone who could do it. But I have a, 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 a question. Time for this question. Um, now, can you turn back to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 11? Uh, no, question 1. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9. Okay, maybe I ask the young ones now. Elim, who is God? Say again. Uh, God is a spirit. Okay, very good. Um, but you look at Hebrews chapter 1. Verse, where's that just now we say? Uh, verse 9, right? Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with oil of gladness above thy fellows. Now, this is Jesus Christ, right? And the Bible tells us that God, Jesus, was anointed by God with oil of gladness. So now the question is, God did it, right? God did that. God anoint. Okay, maybe I'll ask for a volunteer. Okay, Lim, then you come up. Alright? So, okay, come here. Now, so God, God anoint. So if I say, I anoint Elim. Alright, say so God anoint Elim. So I am God, right? I am God. So, for example, I am God. I, God anoint Jesus, right? Okay, thank you. Alright, God anoint. So, so then is Jesus God? Because it's even thy God. So, is Jesus God? God anoint Jesus. Um, Noah. God anoint Jesus, no? So, is Jesus God? He is God. But this is God the Father, right? God the Father anoint Jesus. And he said, even thy God. So this is Jesus God. So if this is Jesus God, so is Jesus God or not? Jesus is God. Caleb, is Jesus God? But the Bible says that God anoint Jesus. So how many God is in this picture? 
two. Okay. So there are two gods in this picture. There are two gods. Right? God annoying God. Because you say Jesus is God, right? So there are two gods. Cornelius, help your brother. How many gods are there? One. You pass your mathematics or not? <laughs> Why you say one? You don't know, okay. So you cannot explain, right? Ben, you want to try to explain? Ben Cho, how many gods? One. One god. But how come God, thy God, anoint you? So must be two gods, right? Why do you say it's one god? Why do you say it's one god? I think surviving the medium, which is the human body. Human body. But Jesus, in his human form, he's also God. All right, you're dying to answer. Yes. God the Father, God the Son, and then there is the anointing oil. Just now we say was referring to the Holy Spirit, right? Without limit, right? So God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and. There's the Holy Spirit coming upon him, huh? like the Bible said, like a dove. And then we have God, the Holy Spirit. Alright? And you just made it worse. Now there's how many gods? Maggie, how many? Three gods. You just made it more confusing. So how many gods? Can you explain? One plus one plus one equals to three. But but yes, what do you want to say? But this is yes, Chloe. It is three persons and in one God. Do you understand what Chloe is saying? Three persons in one God. Did she make it even more confusing? Cannot explain, right? Okay, let's turn to 1 John 5.7 Let's turn to 1 John 5.7 Okay, I need us to understand this 1 John chapter 5, verse 7 In fact, we shall read from verses 6 um, to 7 6 to 7, right? No, 6 to 8 are we ready? 1 John 5, 6 to 8, reading. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. These three are one. Now, so... The Bible tells us, now I draw, now you try to remember this. Those that are taking notes, uh, try to draw, alright? The Bible tells us that, are there three? Phoebe, are there three? These, how many are one? These, three are one, right? So does the Bible say there are three? The Bible says there are three. And when you look at 1 John 5, 7, who are these three? 
Okay, Elim, tell me who are the three? First John 5 7. Um, the, father. the Father. So we take, alright? So the Father, we take. Good. And then? How do you know the word is Jesus? You just know. Wow. Your prophet. Right? You just know because of first John. Hey, John, right? John said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, referring to Jesus Christ. So we have the Son. Jesus Christ is God. Good. That's the second one. And who are these three? What's the third one? Elim. The Holy Ghost. Ghost. Alright, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. So these three, the Bible says these three. There are three. The Bible reveals to men there are three. Alright, so um, Anna, these three are what? Three. These three are? This, this one plus one plus one are? One. The Bible tells us that. Now, this is called the what? The? Uh, Cornelius, this is called the? Very good. This is called the Trinity. Alright? The Trinity. The Trinity tells us there are three. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But the, what does the Bible tell us about the Trinity? They are, Ignatius, they are one. They are one. Okay? Now, so some people argue, one plus one plus one, how can it be one? Um, Chloe, what is one times one times one? One. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. Don't use maths to answer all this question. Understand that? Don't use maths to try and reason all this. The Bible simply tells us there is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And the Bible simply tells men that these three are... Noah, these three are? Are one. These three are one God. So the Bible tells us in the Trinity, there are three persons. Three persons. So Chloe is right. There are three persons. God the Father is a person. God the Father, uh, God the Son is another person. God the Holy Spirit is another person. But yet, the three are one God. Can you explain that? Brenda, can you explain that? Can you explain that? Can someone who will come and ask you, Brenda, how to explain this? Three God, but one God. Can you explain it? Explain as in the English dictionary word. Um, help us to understand how can it be. You cannot explain. Alright, you cannot explain. But the Bible says it, right? But can you describe? You can describe. Now, so young ones, remember, can you explain why three persons, each one is God, but is one God. Can you explain? You cannot explain. But can you describe it as, the, as God revealed it to you and I? God revealed in 1 John 5, 7 that these three are one. You know what's the difference between God's revelation and God's explanation? Some things God explains, understand? But some things God do not. God just tell us, reveal to us. So the Trinity is a revelation. Can you explain? You cannot. But can you describe? You can. How to describe? Okay, please remember this picture. Huh? I don't want you to grow up one day and then people come to tell you, hey, 
for example, the Muslims or the, or the cows, they come and knock on your door and say, Ha! How can three gods be one god? Hmm? You cannot explain, but, but did the Bible say that? Did God reveal to us that? Maggie, did God reveal us? God told us. Now, so you must remember there is Father, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Am I right? Holy Spirit. Veronica, why is it called Holy Ghost? Are you afraid of ghost? No, good. Why is it called Holy Ghost? Chloe, why is it called Holy Ghost? Yes. Ghost is similar to spirit, alright? Because you always watch these ghost movies and read these ghost books. You think ghost is something very frightening. Ghost simply means a spirit. Alright, the old English ghost is a spirit. Okay, a spirit. So, Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, same thing. Alright, so now, let me ask you, is, is, is Jesus Christ God? Jennifer? So I put God, huh? Is, Jennifer, is the Holy Spirit God? Uh, Veronica, is the Holy Spirit God? In the book of Acts, we know, right? Holy Spirit is God. Is God the Father God? We know. So God the Father equals God. God the Son equals God. God the Holy Spirit equals God, right? Now, I'll ask you this trick question. Phoebe, is God the Father the Son? How you know not? You don't know, but you know it's not. Is God the Father the Holy Spirit? Are they the same? The Father and the Holy Spirit. Are they the same person? No. Is, the, is Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit? Also no. There are three persons, correct? There are three persons. The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not the Father. They are different and distinct. But yet, they are all one God. I'm just explaining to you what the Bible says. Please remember the Trinity, when people question you and they say, the Trinity is wrong. Do you believe that the Trinity is false? Samantha, why? The Bible says that it's true. It's a revelation. It's a revelation. Okay, it's a revelation. Do you believe, Samantha, that God created this world and it is not through evolution? Why? Because the Bible records so. The Bible reveals so. All right? Can you explain? You can't explain, but God reveals, that's it. Okay? Now, my point that I want to make is this. Now, ask this very difficult question. Huh? So, Phoebe, for example, can you tell me what is wrong if we do not believe in the Trinity? Phoebe, the God, the Father, anoint the Son. So, God, only the God, the Father is, is, is God. Nah. So, Jesus Christ is not God. What is the problem if we don't believe in Trinity? Joash, what is the problem? If you, if you say Trinity is false, what is the problem? You don't the Bible. Okay. You don't believe the Bible. You cannot explain, does it mean it's wrong? Ilim, just because you cannot explain something, does it mean it's false? No, right? Can you explain gravity? But what is the pull of gravity? 
Shenwei. Nine one one something something something, right? We know it exists, right? Where is the pull of gravity from? How come this force exists? God created it. God created it. Can you see it? Cannot. Can you explain why it exists all the time? Does it change, Shenwei? Sometimes it change. I need to check, no? Really, ah? Uh? Huh? It changes, ah? Uh? By something at the back, ah? Uh? Right? Not the first few. If the first few change, tsunami already, right? Now, so we can't explain, but it is real. Correct? You don't walk out of the building and jump down. It is real. Thus, because we can't explain, doesn't mean it is not, it is not correct. But I ask you, Justin. Where's Justin? Oh, Justin. Justin, if, if Christians say, no, the Trinity is false, we cannot believe, we cannot explain. Then what's the problem? When a Christian do not believe in Trinity, what is the very big problem? Justin, not Justin. Say again. It affects your salvation. How? That means that Jesus is not God. You know what's the meaning of Trinity? Elim, explain to me Trinity. Explain. No, describe. Elim, describe means in the Trinity, the Father is? The Son is? Holy Spirit is? This is called the Trinity. If you don't believe in Trinity, means one of them is not God, right? If you don't believe in Trinity, means, well, God the Father is God, but the Son is not God. Understand that? If you don't believe Je Jesus is God, can you be saved? You cannot be saved. Okay, so ask one more time. Caleb, why is the Trinity as described in the Bible, why is it so important that the believer believes it? If not, then we are saying Jesus is not what? Jesus is not God. Okay, so when you read passages like, God the Father anoint the Son, and thy God anoint Him. You must just understand that this is how God reveals. That's it. You don't doubt. Oh no, maybe the Muslims are correct. They come and knock on my door. You see, Jesus is not God. I show you this verse. God the Father anoint Jesus. And the Bible says, it is Jesus God. So Jesus cannot be God. Can you, can you reason this way? You cannot. As long as God reveal it, then we just accept it. Okay? Alright? Cannot, Anna. Okay? Are you, are you recovered from your holiday? Yes. Okay. So you're alert, huh? So Anna, ex um, describe Trinity. It's one, one what? God. One God. But three? But three God. Uh, three in one. Three what in one? Three? Three persons. They're individuals, alright? They're individuals. Don't mix them up. Okay, when I ask you, get it more complicated. Jesslyn, did... Eh? Your sister's not here. Jesslyn, in the Old Testament, some Christians believe this, or maybe you used to believe this. Some Christians believe in the Old Testament, God appeared as the Father. Then, in the New Testament, God appeared as Jesus Christ. The Father appeared as Jesus Christ. Then, after Jesus Christ went back to heaven, then God came back down to earth as the Holy Spirit. Is it correct? Wang Di. Old Testament, God appeared as Father. New Testament, God, gospel time, God appeared as Jesus Christ. 
Then after that, God appears as the Holy Spirit. It's not true. Why? Because there are really three persons. Separate. Separate. Alright? Separate. Okay, I'll ask you last one. We'll probably ask you last part. Okay, Bonnie. Now, how to prove? If, you're, if people say that they are really one person, Old Testament is the Father, a new gospel time, God appears as Jesus Christ. Then after that, God appears as Holy Spirit. Where in the Bible can you prove conclusively that they are actually three separate persons? In the beginning, the word was God, okay? Right? So in the beginning, the word is God. But how do you prove that these are really three separate persons? Alright, some others know very quickly. In the Bible, can you think of an incident where you know that there are definitely three persons? Three separate entities. At the baptism of Jesus Christ, right? What happened at the baptism of Jesus Christ? Okay, very quickly. Uh, Moray, how to prove that there are really three persons? Jesus came out of the water. Then there was a voice. Then there's the Holy Spirit. What did the voice say? This is my son. If this is my son, then this voice is whose voice? The father. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. And then they saw the Holy Spirit descend upon Jesus, right? So do you see very distinctly? Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Father. At this one scene, they were separate. It's not Old Testament, it's Father, New Testament is Jesus, and after that is Holy Spirit. They are really three separate entities, okay? But God simply said they are one God. We accept that by faith. If you don't accept that, you cannot be saved, okay? Alright, very quickly. Now, to answer this other question. Is it true that when you have gone to be with the Lord? Alright, faith. What does gone to be with the Lord mean? If you have gone to be with the Lord? Okay, when you die and you go to heaven. So this person asks, when you die and go to heaven, you can't see or know what's happening on earth. Is it true? After you die and you go to heaven, you can't see or know what's happening on earth. Is it true? Hongdi, is it true? Because you heard, right? For example, at um, Uncle Stephen Cheng's funeral, one of the brothers said, I always pray for you. Stephen, I always pray for you. Now you are in heaven. Please pray for me and look after me. Hmm? Right? Now many Christians like to say that. Many Christians say, please look down from heaven and Grandma, please look down from heaven and take care of us and look after us. Eh? Many people like to say that. So, does, can it happen? Is it true? What do you think, Jennifer? No. It's not true. It's not true. Ah. Okay, so let's turn to Hebrews 12, 1. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Some people cite this verse to say, no, 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 they are looking at us. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. They're looking at us. They're looking down on us and blessing us. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. 
Can we read together? Hebrews 12.1 reading Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us And let us run with patience the race that is set before us So here, some people say, hey look, 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 look Now look Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and run the race. Okay? Now, some people read these verses like that. Huh? So, Jennifer, we are so, so Jennifer is on earth, alright? Jennifer is on earth. And some read it as we are compassed about. Compassed means surrounded. Compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. A cloud, a cloud like in heaven. Wow, so many, you know, so many witnesses. You know, as a witness, right? witness means a lot of people looking at you, lah. Right? This and so many, like in a cloud like that. So all these witnesses, cloud in heaven. We we are surrounded. Wow, so many, some are surrounded. Jennifer, you're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, all looking at Jennifer. Hmm? Okay. Then say if verse 12, chapter twelve, verse one, seeing that we are compassed about, surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Then let us run our race with patience. So he say, then Jennifer, your life on earth, run. Uh, I don't know, run. Alright? On earth, be a good Christian. Because a lot of people are watching and taking care of you. So run your Christian walk on earth well. So because some people read this verse and say, oh, you see, those that die, they are like clouds of witnesses all looking down at us. You want to say hi to grandma? Right? Can grandma hear us? Grandpa hear us? Okay? Can or not? Cannot. So then what does this verse mean? Who can I ask? CP, you want to try? What does this verse mean? We are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, so let us run this race. They are all watching us. Ah, alright. So CP noted. Now the question is, what's the meaning of witnesses? What is the meaning of witnesses? The question is, are they witnessing you? Or are you witnessing them? <laughs> are you witnessing them or are they witnessing you? Remember the book of Hebrews chapter 12. It's about what? Eh, chapter 11 is about what? The next chapter. It is about all the different people of faith. Remember? Okay, look at chapter 11. You see chapter 11 about Abel, about Enoch, about Noah, about Abraham and Sarah, about Isaac, about Jacob, about Joseph, about Moses' parents, about Moses, about Joshua and Rahab, and so on, and all the heroes of the faith. Remember, heroes of the faith. Huh? Now, what God is saying, with all these heroes of the faith that I have recorded for you, that you have known about their life, you know about their life, their life was difficult on earth, but they were faithful, correct? They were persecuted, but they were faithful. So God is saying now, like C.P. pointed out, these witnesses means they are their lives. Their lives is a living witness recorded for us, understand? Their life is a recording of, of a witness to us, and therefore if they can live their life faithfully by faith. Can Jennifer... With all these people, you say, wow, Moses, um, Joshua, uh, uh, and, and so on. They, are, they were so courageous. Alright? 
Now, with all their lives written for you, can Jennifer also be like them? By faith. Can or not? Can, right? So God is saying that with all the lives of these people who live their lives by faith, as a witness, we also, therefore, can live our life well on earth by faith, trusting in God. This is not saying that God, the people look down from heaven and witnessing our lives. Understand that? Okay, it's different. Now, the problem with... So, there is no one uh, that in heaven, the Bible tells us after a person dies, is separated. Okay? Now, what about the case of Lazarus and, and the rich man? Did the rich man look up to heaven and say, Abraham, can you ask Lazarus to drop a bit of water in my mouth? What did Abraham say? Okay, let's turn to Luke chapter 16. Let's turn to Luke chapter 16. Now verse 23. Shall we read together? Luke 16, 23. And in hell... He lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom, he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and dip Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in flame. And Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime received thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. And beside all this, betwixt us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, and neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Verse 27. Father, that will send him to my father's house. 28. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. So, I, I tell you this. Let's understand the story here. Okay, next teens Q&A. Eh? Next teens Q&A. Noah, you have a homework. You will draw for us the picture of the explanation of Trinity. Alright? Or the description of Trinity. Ah, okay. So next. A and, then, and then the rest, I will call you randomly. So you must prepare. Now here is, here is the rich man in hell, correct? The rich man in hell. Fire. And then there was Abraham. And there was Lazarus. And Lazarus was in his bosom. So they were, they were very close. Then the rich man talked to Abraham. And say, hey, very hot, very, very, I'm suffering very bad. Please ask Lazarus to dip his finger in some water and let me taste. Alright? I'm very, very hot, very painful, very thirsty. What did Abraham say? Abraham said that between the living and the dead. Now you look at your Bibles, Luke chapter 16, verse 26. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great, great gulf fixed. So that they which pass from hence cannot, uh, to you cannot. So he said this, there is no connection anymore. Abraham told, told the region, there is no connection. So Lazarus, can Lazarus help you? 
You don't look at, can Lazarus help you? Phoebe, can Lazarus dip some water and quench the thirst of this man? God said cannot. God said cannot. So from here we learn that God reveals there is a gulf, means there is a gap between the living and those on earth or in hell that no one can cross. Understand? So can grandma in heaven, okay, you do an exam. Oh, grandma, I forgot this one. Grandma, can you please help me? Grandma not listening. What about you, Grandpa? Can you please help me? Okay, you can keep talking. God said, no one can help you from heaven. Okay, those that have passed, they cannot help you from heaven. There's a gap. Now, furthermore, he says furthermore. Now, look at verse 30. Oh, sorry, verse 20, 28. Now, he say, hey, the rich man said, hey, you know, I'm in hell. It's very terrible now. I have... Elim, how many brothers and sisters? How many siblings? I have how many siblings? The rich man said, I have how many? Did you read or not? I have how many brethren? Huh? I have five brethren. Say, I got five brothers at home. Five siblings. Can you please send, send, send who? Okay, look at verse. Um... Verse 28, For I five brethren that, they, that he may testify. Can you please send who? Lazarus to go and testify. Can or not? Can or not? He said, no, cannot. You want anyone to testify? They have the prophets. Have the prophets means what? Have the Bible. It's already written. They have the Bible. No one will be sent. Can you say, Grandma, I need a lot of help. Can you come tonight and help me? Can you look down from heaven and help me? This, this passage tells us no. No. Alright? So there is no more connection. Now, but you were asked then, how come there is conversation? <laughs> so, alright, cannot help me. La. I talk to Grandma at least. <laughs> Now, this one special situation where God allowed and He made a revelation, understand? To explain to mankind, indeed, there is this gulf. He used a real situation of a real man, Lazarus, and a real man, rich man, to reveal to us a truth. Do you read in the Bible that people keep talking to people in heaven? God, all the time. You're supposed to keep talking to people in heaven, to someone in heaven. It's called Jesus Christ. All right? The only thing that God says, talk to someone in heaven, is who? Talk to who? Grandma? Grandpa? Talk to who? Cornelius? Talk to Jesus. The only connection from us to heaven and the only help that is coming from heaven to you when you talk to someone in heaven is from God. Understand that? Okay? Not from grandma, not from the past. Those pass away. God says, cannot deep water to help you, won't come back to help you. So there's no such thing. So should we say, uh, Grandma, you, you go to the coffin. Huh? Grandma passed away, go coffin. Come up. Grandma, you know, look down from heaven and please take care of us, okay? You go back down. Should you do that? No, God already said no connection. No connection. Now, let me ask you, would you prefer Grandma to help you or Jesus Christ to help you, Susan? Of course, Jesus Christ. I don't understand why people keep wanting can you please look down from heaven and help me? 
Can you please look down in front of heaven and help me? When you have the help of Jesus Christ, God Himself. Now, this is a very Roman Catholic concept, understand? The Roman Catholic always this concept, the saints, the saints help them. No, Jesus Christ is the only help and the only useful help, okay? So I ask you a further question. So no connection, no help from the dead except Jesus Christ. There is only one situation in the Bible where people try to talk to the dead and ask for help. Now you turn to... Um, where? Okay, turn to Leviticus chapter 20. Leviticus chapter 20. Leviticus chapter 20. Now verse 27, shall we read together? Leviticus 20 verse 27 reading. A man also or a woman that hath a familiar spirit or that is a wizard shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. Now who are these wizards and familiar people who seek familiar spirit? These are people who try to call the people back from the dead. Understand that? Remember God told King Saul, do not visit the witches. Do you have friends in school that play these board games? They put their finger on the bowl, and then the bowl move, and then they follow the bowl, and then they call for their relatives to come back and talk to them? Don't have a God, during our time, God. Now I don't know what, what it is, something else. Now, all these are witchcraft, understand? God in the Bible forbids any contact with the dead. He calls them people who seek familiar spirit. He calls them the wizards. And what should they do to them? Cornelius. They kill them. He said, when you find these people who try to contact the dead, what should you do to them? Stone them. What does stone them mean, Maggie? What does stone them mean? Stone them means stone them. Stone them means to kill them with stones, alright? Throw stones at them and kill them. That's the meaning. Stone them. So, in fact, the Bible says anyone who tries to contact the dead, kill those people. So, you should not climb up to grandma or grandpa's coffin and say, can you please look down from heaven and help me? You are considered a wizard. Now, these children like to be wizard, right? You're considered a practicing witchcraft. So God forbids the con contacting of the dead. Now I know. What about King Saul's case? Did King Saul meet with... You asked this question before. Did King Saul actually meet with Samuel? Did, right? King Saul went to a witch. The witch and God allowed Samuel to come back. But also to scold King Saul. Understand? In the Bible, do you typically read... Uh, is it normal? Is it the, is it the norm where... People keep talking with the dead. Hi, how are you? How are you How's heaven? Do you see that? Very, very rare. Whenever it happens, it's an exception situation that God allowed. Understand? So there's no norm of contacting the dead. Alright, so whenever it comes to that, it's God condemning people. You want to talk to grandma? Oh no, your grandma is alive, sorry. <laughs> you want to talk to your dead relatives? No. God forbids it. Can your dead relative look after you? No, right? You, you go to the dead relative's altar. Now, 
I want to teach another principle here. When Christians, so can the dead and the living talk to each other? Can or not? No, huh? No. The Bible says no. In fact, don't try to con- do that. The Bible says don't try to talk to the dead. Don't try to talk to the dead. If you do, you're considered a f- someone who is a who is a wizard, and you must be killed. Then therefore, okay, that day someone was asking me, Pastor, you know, um, um, if I go to a relative's house, uh, I go to a relative's house, okay, you listen carefully, uh, I go to a relative's house, then the relative's house have picture of grandpa and grandma. Alright? Have picture of grandpa and grandma hanging on the, hanging on the wall. Alright, so this person asked, if I go there, if I go there, can I, should I, should I bow to them? To respect them. Oh, grandpa, grandma, respect. I pay you my respect, grandpa, grandma. Or the person also asks, now what happens if I cannot? They say, what if I, if I go to um, grandpa and grandma's tombstone? You know tombstone? At the, at, the, at the cemetery. When I go there, not go and draw and bow, I don't know why. Okay? Can I, can I also bow to the tombstone? Bow to the tombstone. Everything also cannot. Everything, why, why cannot? You can only bow to God. You can only bow to God. Did, 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 did the people many times bow to King David when he sat on the throne? In the Bible, you always read the people bow to David. They bow to David. They bow to King David. They bow to King David. It's allowed. It's allowed to bow to the king. Bow to people that you respect. You're right. They're not supposed to bow to worship. Right? So we're not allowed to bow as worship. Hmm? When they ask Daniel and his friends to bow to the idols, they say no, correct? Because there is bowing in worship. But do you think Daniel and Joseph, they bow to, bow to the king? They also bow. But that's not worship, understand? Okay, so you cannot bow to worship. You're right. You're right, Elim. You cannot bow to worship. But Elim, hey, you don't respect grandma. Wait, your grandma passed away, right? Not yet. Oh yeah, not yet. <laughs> okay, another one. Whose grandma passed away? Your grandpa. Oh, mine, mine, mine. Alright? My grandparents passed away. Then I go to, I go there, and then everyone bow. But I'm like that. Everyone hit down there. Then my relative comes and says, Hey, you don't respect, how come you don't respect grandpa and grandma? How come you didn't bow? Did I bow? Did, am I worshipping grandpa, grandma? I'm not worshipping. I'm just bowing for respect. Respect. I'm bowing for respect, right? I, I don't worship them. So, Elim, if I don't bow to worship them, can I bow in respect to them? Bow in respect to the tombstone, bow in respect to the picture. Can I? Yes, now you change your mind. But, but what? Very good. I don't think there is any use because, remember, Heaven and earth is a gap, right? Can heaven and earth people contact each other? God says no and don't do it. 
If you do it, you should be what to death? Stone to death, right? God says only those people who try to make connection with the dead, they must be stoned to death because it's a pagan culture. Alright? So can I... So still don't answer it. Right? So um, ask a doubt now. Uh, Howard, why can't I bow in respect to them? I'm not worshipping. Hmm? They cannot receive it, correct? Like Elim said, there's no point. They cannot receive it. Yes, Noah? But even if there's no point, are you, are you allowed to do it? Even what? Even if there's no point, are you allowed to do it? Okay, so, so he followed up with Elim's statement. Even there is no point, are you allowed to do it? What do you think, Ben? No point, ah. But no point, no point. But everyone doing it, say no point anywhere. No point means no harm, lah. <laughs> are you allowed to? What do you think? Racy, what do you think? No, why? Say again. Because of? The second commandment is worship. Second commandment is about worship. Yeah, this is not about worship. This is about for respect. The picture and the what. The point is this. They cannot receive, right? They cannot receive and God said, don't, do, don't try to contact the earth, the dead. When you say, I bow and grandma, you can receive my respect, right? You're saying what? That grandma can receive it. Then you are practicing what? It's in the Bible called witchcraft. Understand that? So remember, God says, do not do that. Do not try to. They cannot receive. They cannot receive. But can you go to the tombstone and pray? How? Can? Go to the tombstone, everyone bow. So you, you know that bowing means I'm. By the Christian bowing, you are telling the rest of the world, Grandma can receive my respect. Understand that? Means you are promoting what God says does not exist and cannot be. Right? I say again. Huh? So, um, Noah, why we should not, even though they no point, why we should not is when we do it, we are telling the world that Grandma can actually receive my respect. Then it means that what? There is connection between the dead and the living. Means God is false. God is a liar. Okay? So we should not. Understand or not? The Elim? But I was asking a question. Um, can you pray? Jesslyn, can you stand there and pray? Very good. You can stand there and pray. Everyone bow, you can stand there and pray. But you're not praying for grandma, understand? If grandma is in heaven, does grandma need your prayer? Grandma don't need your prayer, she's in heaven. So what do you pray about, Jesslyn? Pray that no one hit me because I'm not bowing. <laughs> you can pray for the living. You always pray for the living, understand? You do not pray for the dead. You can stand there and pray, Lord, I pray that our, my cousins will come to know you as Lord and Saviour. Yes, uh, uh, Douglas. Uh, Master, what is uh, praying as the suicide will be misconstrued by the other people around you? So what happens if everyone thinks that you're praying to the dead? Hmm? Well, then sometimes if you think that's what's going to happen, then you avoid being around there at that time. Alright? Then you avoid. If you think that's how they're going to think, then best not to let them think that you're praying for the dead. Yes, Noah? Why don't 
Last question. I am not praying to the dead. <laughs> Alright? You all bow, but me not praying to the dead. In fact, I'm praying for all of you. <laughs> it'll be a bit difficult. Noah, you're right, but it'll be a bit difficult. Alright? It'll be a bit difficult. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, it's just your, maybe it's just another relative. Just like your relative. Yeah, I'm praying for you all. And then you can pray. You're right. So if you can make known to people, it's quite good. At least it clarifies. So Noah got a good suggestion. But sometimes you want to tell the whole, all the relatives that it's a bit difficult. Alright? But yes, maybe you can tell a few. So good suggestion, Noah. Thank you. Alright? So understand the principle. The Christian should not, because God called it, witchcraft. They cannot receive. When you do that, you're telling the world they can receive. They cannot. They cannot. Okay? The point is, respect your grandma, grandpa, love them when they are living. When they are dead, how you bow also no use. Understand that? Okay? Same for daddy and mommy. Okay, let us pray.